0: sits out alone here at night maybe reading books or thinking or stuff like that sometimes he gets thinking and he got nothing to tell him what's so and what ain't so maybe he sees the television show lost he don't know whether it's good or not he can't turn to some other guy and ask him if he sees it too he can't tell he got nothing to measure by Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not loss is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich.
1: And I'm Emma May.
0: And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 4, Every Man for Himself. That was, of course, a quote from Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck, a, uh, a book that plays into the plot of this, or not really plot, I guess, they just kind of talk about it. But mm-hmm. uh, have you read that book before, Emma? I think we should start there.
1: Oh yeah. I yeah, couldn't it, I love it. It's so good, but it's one of those yeah. books where I don't know that I could reread it now.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's it is sad. The yeah. um have you ever seen the uh, uh the movies, any of the movies? Mm-mm. I know they've done a couple. There's one with uh John Malkovich that's very good. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that one's um but, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I, I feel like, um, I don't know, what is, I can't remember, I, I know I read it while I was in school. I can't remember if it was, like, I, I'm sure it must have been, like, for school. I can't imagine I just picked it up on my own. Yeah. I was mostly reading, like, Harry Potter and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the I'm, in, in terms of, like, the classic books that they make you read... That's pretty high on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion is Great Gatsby kind of sucks.
1: Ooh, scandalous. I did enjoy that
0: one. Yeah.
1: I think that's one where I did a lot of spark notes. I don't think that one really, sure. really captured me.
0: Yeah. But I, mean, I did I read this
1: one. I, I like Steinbeck, but I don't know if I could revisit. The material is so heavy.
0: It is. And you know what else is... Uh, uh, got heavy material is this week's episode of Lost, mm-hmm. Every Man for Himself. Uh, How do we feel about this one?
1: Liked it. I thought mm-hmm. the... Um, I wanted more from the flashback. I think the Same. audience probably deserved, like, at least one more. Um, And yeah. they only had four flashbacks, which they usually have five. So I wonder if something maybe got cut.
0: Yeah. I don't know. The flashbacks are... Um, they're very predictable. Yeah. Uh, And maybe it's just because, I mean, there's been so much, in, in Sawyer's, there's been so many, like, reveals for his that maybe I was just waiting for another one here. But, like, the the fact that he was conning that guy out of his money, like, didn't surprise me whatsoever.
1: I kind of, like, knew that he was in with the warden from the beginning, too. Like... It yeah just, yeah there's a lot of predictability to it
0: i think what i would have liked to see and i think would have made it better is a uh is a flashback where him and the warden had like some kind of actual animosity towards oh, for each sure. other because mm-hmm. we got one scene kind of but it really it really would have helped it it it, it felt like uh they wanted you to be like, oh, there's no way Sawyer's helping the warden. Just based on like one conversation where he says, I hate that guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but anyways. Uh, I will say the stuff on the island was jam-packed. So maybe that's why they didn't uh, have another flashback. Is they just couldn't find room for it. Yeah. Um, I think all in all the flashbacks were fine. But they were the worst Sawyer ones we've gotten so far.
1: Yeah. It just needed more. And I will say this too. I love desmond i love seeing more mm-hmm. desmond in the show i don't think his like little c storyline was really necessary like i do it think that like it was it's just setting but... stuff up for the future right right and they could have put more into sawyer i feel like
0: um all right well let's get into this this episode aired october 25th 2006 it was directed by stephen williams written by edward Kitsis and adam horowitz we have seen all of them before Uh, It opens on Desmond, who is watching Claire and Aaron. Um, He comes over and offers to fix Claire's roof, saying that she has a problem with it. Uh, She says, well, no, I just got Aaron down to sleep, so I'm not going to, like, move somewhere so you can fix my roof. Uh, And Charlie comes up and kind of does the, whoa, is this guy bothering you, ma'am, to Mm -hmm. Claire? I think, I mean, we talked about it a little bit uh, last episode, but they are just fully married now at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. which uh, sucks um you hate to see it but mm-hmm. that's how it goes sometimes i guess uh he tells desmond off and desmond's kind of like all right well uh no worries and then he starts walking away did you notice how he was walking no he walks like he's on like a catwalk like he's like shimmying oh. his shoulders and like really putting his hips into it mm. i thought it was very funny
1: um, it's the sand. He's got to get, you know, yeah. that good traction going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. He's he's actually just, like, fighting for his life, trying to walk. And I, it just looks like that from the waist up. Um, back in his cell um, on the other side of the island, question mark, uh, Jack is being shown some classic Looney Tunes. Julia brings him some food, and he's like, so what's the deal? Are... Am I just gonna have to keep watching cartoons? And I gotta say, this I uh, completely unrelatable to me. Yeah. If someone put me in a cell and f- had me watching Looney Tunes and and brought me food, that's my like ideal life. I'd love that. But mm-hmm. on the one where Bugs Bunny torments that opera singer.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's one. That's what I want. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, Looney Tunes, I gotta say, I I think are highly underrated. Right. I think. I think it took I me... mean, there's obviously the racist ones. which Yeah. Maybe, uh, those ones suck. It took
1: me a really long time to realize that, like, just how much adult content is in need Tunes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of, like, impressions. Like, you know, I was, like, eight years old watching, like, impressions of, like, Peter Lorre. Like, having absolutely no context for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, But they're still pretty funny.
1: Yeah, they are. They hold you up. know what
0: cartoons uh, absolutely suck? Is all Mickey Mouse cartoons.
1: Ooh, Dad, if you're listening, he was just kidding. It's just oh. a joke.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, um. No, but secretly on the down
1: low, like, a little mm-hmm. boring. Not like yeah, the biggest they're... Disney fan myself.
0: He's too nice. Mm-hmm. All the Looney Tunes care. I mean, Bugs Bunny is the best one, and he's he's a little stinker. Yeah. Mickey's uh, too uh, too too much of a, a nice guy.
1: He's a sweetie, and it's not interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> um, look, do I like it when he, the, the one where he has to shave off uh, an absolutely, like, transparently thin slice of a bean to feed his family? Yeah, I do. I do think that that's pretty funny. But for the most part, I'm going Bugs Bunny over Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm um anyways (laughs) uh juliet brings him some food jack tries to do to to juliet what uh ben did back uh in the hatch where he he's kind of like hey should i just talk to ben because clearly he's the one giving the orders around here and juliet is completely unfazed by it she yeah I, i i mean we haven't seen any of her stuff yet she doesn't appear to have the same daddy issues Mm-mm. um i mean we'll see we'll find out but i don't know they uh she she doesn't fall for it at all she's like no <laughs> ben doesn't make the decisions that's not how it works over here um uh, but jack does kind of get in her head saying well it seems like ben was making the decision to let you die when i had you at uh knife point and uh then as she's uh, thinking this over, Ben bursts into the room saying the sub is back and uh, that Juliet needs to come see Colleen. Um, uh, Danny, or as Kate later calls him, Pickett. I think it's funny. She says, I, I heard them calling him Pickett, but like everybody calls him Danny throughout the entire yeah. <laughs> rest of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he comes to get Sawyer and Kate uh And Sawyer is, like, taunting him, trying to get him to pick a fight again. Uh, But before they can get going to, I guess, move rocks again, uh, they see Colleen brought in on a stretcher. um, And so they get put back in their cages and everybody runs off. And Sawyer uh, is happy about this because someone from their side must have shot her. And uh, he says this is their ticket out of there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he... He sets up the water in his cell. He like moves it and creates a puddle in front of the cell, uh, so that he can shock whoever comes to get them next time. Uh, and even though it'll shock him too, he'll be ready for it, and they won't. Um, Kate says it's a good plan. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good plan. Here's my uh,
1: question for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Weren't Kate and Sawyer apart? of the group where they found just like the millions of notebooks documenting everything yeah why wouldn't it occur to them that they're being watched and listened to like
0: yeah that's a great point i don't
1: know Uh, the whole everything on the island is being documented and filmed in some way like you'd think that they'd get smart about that
0: and they know that they were being watched while they were on the other side of the island the whole time yeah like, they had Ethan who knew stuff about them. Like, um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't assume, hey, we're surrounded by these dense jungles, but nobody's in there listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and all their plans, they have to shout across yes. the length of the exactly. cages to make them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, but here's what I will say. Even if, here, what, what is the puddle doing? That's what I want to know. Everybody's wearing shoes, right? It's not like he made like a uh, like like standing water. He just made like a little puddle. Most likely, people aren't gonna stand it in anyways. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think it's a great plan, but Kate does think so. She's impressed. Um. Yeah, she is. She's really into it. Uh, she. Uh, Kate asks, "Well, if we're gonna escape, what about Jack?" And Sawyer says, you know, we don't really know where he is. We don't know if he's alive. It's every man for himself, which is his uh, mantra this episode.
1: And then we get our first flashback. Um, Mm -hmm. It opens up to Sawyer boxing in a prison to an audience of guards and inmates. I thought for sure that this was made up, that the Lost writers just, like, put together some scene like this. But there were boxing rings in American prisons up until 2011. Did you know about this?
0: Oh, wow. I I wouldn't have thought so. Li- it feels like something that somebody was like, oh, this will help them get their aggression out. Yeah. How many people died during the yeah, uh, boxing case? Is there stats on that?
1: I don't know. I'm sure there are. Yeah. I'm sure people did. But, um, yeah. Uh, Frankly,
0: I think that that is messed up. I think that if we're going to have prisoners be doing anything, it should be working for free at Hillary Clinton's uh, <laughs> mansion. Yes. And that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tradition. Didn't, see, didn't yeah. you say that?
0: <laughs> I think so, I'm sure. Oh, my God.
1: No. Um,
0: the last guy did it. Yeah. Uh,
1: so Sawyer wins, but the other guy doesn't hold it against him, and they appear to be friends. Um, yeah, they're buddies. Yeah, they're buds. Have next... you ever
0: boxed before? Oh, no. No? I've,
1: like, punched a punching bag, but I've never boxed.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm too yeah. afraid of
1: getting... I did do taekwondo and did some sparring, but that's so mm. different. You're like completely padded up. You're basically like a walking marshmallow.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Did you ever do any boxing or like anything like that? Like a full contact sport like that?
0: Uh, no. I mean, I did football, but that's about as close, but no, no, uh, no boxing like that. That, um, it seems like it, I, I don't know. Like, when you're practicing like that i guess you're not going all out it just seems weird like if you're boxing wouldn't you wouldn't the point be to beat the hell out of the other person and uh if so why would i want to be having that done to me
1: yeah
0: yeah um yeah i don't know not, not, not for me
1: yeah <laughs> same here um so it In the next scene, they're walking down the stairs and they see a guy named Munson getting Mm -hmm. beat up. Now, this isn't boxing. This is no, this is like a a fight, um, Mm -hmm. and very one sided, extremely
0: tame, like five person prison fight. Yeah,
1: um, and he, it turns out, is in prison because he ripped off the government for 10 million dollars. And wouldn't you know what? They never found the money, and the camera goes back to Sawyer. As his buddy is explaining this, and you can see the wheels turning in his head, and he can't shut off the the con man in him, and um, he's gonna take this guy. Did you see the wiki
0: about this part?
1: No, I didn't.
0: So apparently, when the guy was explaining this, there was like a shot that was on the television, but it got taken out of like the subsequent releases Mm -hmm. where Sawyer's eyes actually turned into dollar signs. Get and I out. guess a cash register sound played <laughs> as he was hearing it. And he went,
1: oh, um, yeah. And smoke came out yeah, of yes. his ears.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Because it was quitting time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, the gears are turning, and yeah. the warden comes into view, and he apparently keeps breaking up the fights to protect this guy. Um,. Munson is played by Ian Gomez, who has been mm-hmm. active mostly on television uh and started his career in nineteen ninety three. His big two roles were on Felicity and Cougartown, which
0: yeah.
1: I've never watched either of those shows. Um
0: Oh, so I watched Cougartown. Oh, you
1: did? So you recognized it. I was really
0: him. I was really into Scrubs. Yeah, it's very funny watching him in this because in um in Cougar Town, he's like a completely different character. He's like is he really funny? Like, yeah, he's funny. Okay. He that, that show is pretty funny. It's, I, it's one of those things. Have you? Did you ever see anything about it? Just on Community because uh, that, right gets obsessed with it. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it is funny. The premise of it is, it, is that um, Courtney Cox is playing somebody who. Uh, she like just decides you know what i'm a i'm a single woman in her 40s i'm gonna start i'm gonna become a cougar i'm gonna start dating younger men and then um they like abandon that super quickly because she ends up having like really good chemistry with someone that they kind of brought in as like a a side character who then becomes like a main character and like the whole premise is just thrown out the window within, like, a season, I think. Really? Um, yeah, it's really funny. It's like you can you can tell the type of show they were going for, and then it basically just becomes what if Scrubs was set in the suburbs instead oh. of a hospital. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I'm sure it's aged. It's made by the same guy who did Scrubs. That's why I said that. And it, uh, I'm sure it's aged just as well.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but he was also on *Curb Your Enthusiasm*. He was the bald chef mm. that Larry, or Larry David, hires for his restaurant. And I haven't yes. seen that season in a really long time, but I remember that one being so funny.
0: Yeah, that yeah, yeah that one's that one's old.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's been around for a while, mostly TV. Um, mm-hmm. And the warden is played by Bill Duke, who is an actor and director that's been active since the '70s. He's yeah. 80 years old, and he's still getting credits, so oh, more yeah. power to him. Um, but his entire filmography is, like, Lieutenant So-and-So, Sergeant So-and-So. Right. Um, yeah. And he's just one of those, like, really severe-looking people who's, like, always a top-ranking official. Um, yeah,
0: oh, he's perfect for that. Yeah. He's perfect for being the boss of the show's normal boss. hmm um, Yep. I will say... I haven't really seen him in anything, but he has an incredible look. He's got he looks like a like he's made out of stone. Yes,
1: yes he
0: does. Like he's he's it's just fantastic. He just exudes authority and and solid presence.
1: Yeah, he's great casting. Like he would play Lance Reddick's like Hard Dad, rest in peace. Yes. You know, like Well,
0: that's the thing is you see him and you expect him to sound like Lance Reddick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just has like a a little bit of a high voice almost. It's um, but yeah, he's he's good. He's good in this episode. He's
1: good. Kind
0: of. I, I I think I said that earlier about them maybe needing a scene where him and Sawyer are more antagonistic towards each other. I would kind of maybe just like to see that too. Like yeah. I think that that would be it. Would be fun to see him sawyer trying to con him and him getting one over on sawyer or whatever
1: yeah have a little more fun in the role than yeah. just kind of showing up and glaring at people yes um, I his...
0: think we needed more prison antics
1: we did um his wikipedia page has a picture of him smiling and it looks like a totally unrecognizable person yes. i'm like who <laughs> yeah, is this yeah, man? he does
0: his face doesn't <laughs> change in this performance no so.
1: So, um, yeah, so they got some good casting for the flashbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. In the next scene, Sawyer finds uh, Munson doing a cushy job. He's sewing bags. And he tells him that the warden is trying to butter him up so he can make a play for the money that he stole and walks him through every step of the con, what the warden is going to do. And. Mm-hmm. Munson is, of course, suspicious and asks why he's telling him all of this. And Sawyer says that the warden has made his life hell. And if he gets the 10 mil, then he'll kill himself. Yeah. And this is the part where it's like, he should have found a way to kind of like ring that in a little bit more. Like this exchange with Apple and putting it on the floor and making Sawyer pick it up. Like, doesn't really illustrate that point all that well. It's
0: definitely a victim of... Lost being a forty two minute episode T V show. Yeah. Like it just uh it needed a little bit more time to breathe so that it didn't look so obvious. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So then the flashback ends with the warden threatening to extend Sawyer's stay.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. which can wardens just do that? (laughs) I feel like they can't. I mean actually no, they, they probably can't. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that the private prisons can. They they can probably arrest you at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, ben comes out to the cages and asks Sawyer uh, questions about his weight and age. Um, Sawyer at first lies about his age, saying he's 32, and then it turns out he's 35. Who is he doing that for? What like what? What's he trying to? Sh- is he trying to like? Save face in front of Kate or Ben? I don't know. What's going on there? Why is Sawyer lying about his age? I think that that's really funny. Um, a guy that, like, will... <laughs> he will loot corpses in broad daylight, but he doesn't want anyone to know. He is 35. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to pull the plan out on Ben, but it turns out that Ben cut the power, and he... Breaks out a baton and uh, beats him with it and then knocks him out. Uh, Sawyer wakes up tied to a table. They give him a a stick to put in his mouth for the pain. Um, And then they shove a giant syringe in his chest. Well, two
1: teenagers... Shut yes,
0: yeah, right, that's the thing, it's like the whole time they're like, I think this is right, yeah, yeah, no, this is basically like, you know, the absolute worst nightmare for anything you want a doctor to say, mm-hmm. I guess that's part of how they're conning Sawyer, I don't know, it, um, uh, also we get a little bit, Jack can like hear it through his intercom, the intercom that hasn't worked in 40 years yeah. <laughs> is like kind of blaring up intermittently this episode, mm-hmm. um, back on uh at the beach Paulo Paulo is golfing fruits into the ocean um i guess that's you know why not uh what else are you gonna be doing over there uh why can't you
1: find like rocks or something yeah like why does Seems it like have to be fruit yeah
0: yeah um i was just watching a show and they had like the villain of that week's episode as like this really rich guy who was uh, hitting golf balls into like uh, the ocean from his like penthouse or whatever. Um, I gotta say, I, why would you want to hit them into the water? That's what I want to know. Is it just to see the drive? Because you can't really see how far it went, right?
1: I like you I can't see where it know. landed or anything. I yeah. know nothing about having fun playing golf. That's a very foreign world to me.
0: Yeah, it seems miserable, I will say. But also I think like prime golfing time is the summertime, and here it's like a hundred and twenty degrees yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's coloring my opinion of it, but Um Desmond comes up and takes a golf club. Uh and uh for something. We don't really know what yet. The Desmond stuff is just kinda it almost feels like it was part of a different episode. and Like, it has no connection to anything. Uh, it's it's pure setup, I guess, for whatever's going on.
1: Yeah. And again, I love Desmond. I love when Desmond is mm-hmm. on the TV, but it just doesn't really feel necessary. There's so much, yeah. like, other stuff going on.
0: Yes. Um, Sawyer wakes up with a bandage on his chest. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Ben and Tom come in. They have a cage with a rabbit inside it, an albino rabbit, marked uh, number 8. And um, Ben shakes the cage, which agitates the rabbit, until it all of a sudden just keels over and dies. I hate Uh, this. This is pretty, I mean, this is good. He does a good performance here. You are very mad at him watching him do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I also will say, I feel like you could kill a rabbit just by doing that
1: i don't think you need a pacemaker yeah
0: yeah they (laughs) they they don't seem like animals they're animals that die by like getting of like heart attacks yeah like already
1: if they get cold too fast they die if they get hot too fast they die like they are very fragile creatures
0: did you have a rabbit
1: no but tim's uh sister has rabbits and Mm. well used to i guess they only had them for a year and they were just so fragile
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta say, rabbit, I would not enjoy as a mm-hmm. pet. Mm-mm. The ones that you gotta keep in cages are a little bit like, I don't know, what's what's the point? I just come by and I see it, take it out every once in a while?
1: To clean its cage, and then put it yeah, back to in. Yeah, to clean its like... cage,
0: which also, for rabbits, smells horrendous. Yeah. Rabbits smell so bad. Like, I know, I have a cat, and so, like... You know, if you if you don't clean the litter box quick enough, that'll definitely start to stink. But uh, that rabbits are on a completely different yeah. level.
1: New level. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, he gives Sawyer a heart monitor watch, and tells him that it goes over one forty. Uh, the same thing's going to happen to him. The pacemaker that they put in is going to uh, stop his heart. And he also tells Sawyer that if uh, he tells Kate anything about what happened here that they'll put one in her too uh sawyer gets thrown back in his cage and uh kate is like trying to question him about what happened and he kind of just tells her to shut up um they finally give kate some new clothes uh which is cool i guess we just have a three episode stint of her wearing the sundress and now we're back to she can i mean she still is wearing like uh I don't know what's the top. It's like a floral, like spaghetti strap. Yeah. S- still not quite Hall and Rock's attire, but mm-hmm. we need to get her a plain orange labelless T-shirt again. Yeah. We have to go back. Hmm. <laughs> um. Uh. So if this is another thing I don't love this about the episode. I mean, you know, we've already talked about how it seems like the the writers or showrunners or whoever kind of pervy around Kate at the moment. Um, Sawyer has, like, this really serious thing of, like, essentially, like, body horror, right? Like, he gets implanted with something, and if his heart rate goes up too high, uh, it will uh, kill him. And the first thing they do with it is a Sawyer's getting horny joke. Um, So Kate has him turn around, but he peeks anyways as she's... Uh, dressing and his watch starts beeping. I did like the thing <laughs> where, <laughs> where Kate's like, "Wait, when did you get a watch?" And Sawyer goes, "Look, I don't tell you everything." <laughs> like, okay, but well, that doesn't that doesn't explain anything, Sawyer. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Um, he uh, and then he ends up having to use the bucket of water that they gave him as a, a cold shower to get his heart rate down.
1: I felt very um, anime like when yeah, Michael like like, runs in on Sun. (laughs) Yeah, gets a big
0: nosebleed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: In our next flashback, Sawyer is at visitation hours, and he sees Munson fighting with his wife. Sawyer and Munson kind of meet eyes, and Sawyer gives them a look like, I told you so.
0: And, Mm
1: -hmm. um a woman's voice comes from behind him and calls him Sawyer and he turns around and it's Cassidy from the Long Con in season mm-hmm. 2 and it turns out she pressed charges against him and that's why he is in there and he corrects her and tells her that she can call him Ford um, and he asks her why she's there and if there's something she wants and she puts down a picture of a baby and tells him that it's uh, his daughter. Mm-hmm. So he asks what Cassidy wants out of it and is just immediately on the defense and she says that she just wanted to tell him and that they're living in Albuquerque. Um she wants him to write her the baby a letter and he says What am I gonna do? <laughs> write her goo Gaga?
0: Yeah. She's a baby.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. such a bad sorry impression. Um, that that that's line very... made me laugh. <laughs> um,
0: um, it's it's also very funny when you consider he's a guy that's been carrying around a letter that he wrote when he was eight. Like, yeah, letters have such extreme importance to him, but he's acting like he uh, doesn't know what he would write to his daughter. Right. I right. mean, I guess he probably doesn't know what he would write, but I, that is very funny.
1: Um, and he storms off, telling Cassidy that he that he doesn't have a daughter.
0: Yeah. I, I, she's another one. I, um, it sh- it could feel really shoehorned in that she's here, but I liked it. I kind of would have liked a little bit more of her as well.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: Uh, I feel
1: like they, yeah, they should have just had like one last flashback that kind of ties up things a little bit more. But so it goes.
0: Mhm. Do you think it was a missed opportunity since their daughter's name? is clementine to not have sawyer singing the song at some point mm. in the cage like mournfully as he thinks about how he has to keep his heart rate down
1: jack should have been watching is that chuckleberry Finn? is that what that's from
0: yeah 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 mm-hmm. yes actually <laughs> that, that, that would have been pretty good um, Hanna-Barbera, uh, I would say below Mickey Mouse by the way in terms of quality. Ooh. Um. All look, Hanna-Barbera. Look, I like them. Oh, they just the the animation is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's ones. true. And I I I used to love Scooby-Doo. I mean, I still do, I guess, but um I, I don't know, those old clips of Scooby-Doo are so funny to me where like Shaggy's shirt will turn like yellow for four frames and mm-hmm. Uh, they just reuse the same background over and over. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Kate starts looking for a way out of her cage, saying that she thinks that she could make it out of the top of the bars. Seems like a huge oversight, and it also is one that... I mean, I guess maybe it's just the kind of thing that she needed pants on before she could start going for it. Um it just it it's like all of a sudden i will say like we kind of talked about how passive kate has been this season right it, the second that it's like inconvenient for sawyer for her to start doing stuff now she's like oh i want to escape and now i'm the kate that wants to get out of here right um which uh yeah it feels like it's kind of just doing disservice to her character just to help out sawyer which i don't right. i don't love that But it is Um,
1: nice that we are seeing the old Kate again. I will say that. Yes,
0: it's nice that she's kind of back a little bit here. Yeah. Um, Juliet comes to Jack. Uh, She's wearing scrubs and covered in blood. Uh, She asks for his help uh, with uh, Jack thinking that it's uh, Sawyer that she needs help with, but she says, no, it's not Sawyer. Uh, He's brought to the operating room. He seems... He sees some x-rays up on the wall, but Julia says that they're not Colleen's. Um, and Juliet brings him in uh, to help with the surgery. She is She's very, like, nervous and unsure about what's going on. And she tells him, I'm not a surgeon. Um, and Jack is, like, professional, and he immediately takes charge of the operating room. And he seems like he does try to help her, but Colleen yeah. dies. Um, we also... We do get where, like, Jack, like, immediately goes into doctor mode and is, like, time of death. And then he looks around and there's no clock on the wall and he's like, well, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Danny, a.k.a. Pickett, goes out to Sawyer's cage and uh, throws him out and throws him next to Kate's cage. Uh, she He asks Kate if she loves him and then just starts beating Sawyer up, asking her over and over. And Kate pleads with him to stop and then finally answers... Uh, yes she loves him uh and then danny uh stops and puts uh he walks away and then like a very clearly 80 yard line comes in where he's like put put him back in the cage Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i guess to uh for to make sense for why sawyer didn't run um yeah actually that's it
1: what now what did you think of that scene
0: what did I think of that scene? It seemed weird. It seemed like the reason he was asking her to say that she loved him was so that he could then kill Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird that he just wanted her to admit that he loves that she loves Sawyer, right. and then he would stop.
1: Yeah, That's a tiny bit out of place, but yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, in our next flashback. Sawyer is reading Of Mice and Men, um, Mm -hmm. which we kind of touched on already, but, uh, you know, similar imagery, a lot of quotes from the book um, throughout the episode. And Munson kind of corners Sawyer and tells him that he needs to talk to him. Uh, He's upset that it's...
0: You know what I will say? And not to bring it back to cartoons again... There's a lot of times in Looney Tunes where they do the, I want to pet the rabbits, George. I want to pet the rabbits. really? Yeah, they do that a lot in there. They make a lot of, of mice and men jokes. Feels like a real missed opportunity there, too. That yeah. actually would have been hitting the nail way too much on the yeah. head. But, um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry to interrupt.
1: Oh, that's all good. I didn't even think about that. Um, but uh, Munson corners Sawyer and tells them that he needs to talk to him he's upset that his wife seems to have turned on him, just like Sawyer said was going to happen and asks Sawyer, like, what, what was your gal pal here for? Like, I think kind of hoping just to complain about their girlfriends. Um, Yeah. And Sawyer answers something I ain't got. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was better. Um, And it kind of turns the conversation back to Munson and his issues and Munson tells Sawyer that he needs him to move the money because Lila has hired a PI and she is going to find it and Munson tells him that if he doesn't help him this man who has six years left on his prison sentence if this man yes. this specific man doesn't help yeah. him then the warden yeah. will get it all so I, right. I realize that they're like trying to move the story along here but like a huge yeah, just plot not making- hole <laughs>
0: any sense why he why like does he think that sawyer has a network of people that would move it i guess that he could go have move it like hey i need you to go to this place and move this bag but don't look inside it right um yeah i it yeah it's definitely um it it honestly should have been i need advice on what to do with it right and and then, uh, like Sawyer could
1: kind of like read between the lines and like yes, ask the right questions and figure it out. Yeah, I would have loved to yeah. see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, again, that's the the forty two minute TV show right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Sawyer cleans himself up after his uh, after his beating. His like third of the episode. Um, uh, Kate does escape her cage. And Sawyer tells her to run. He says, "If you really love me, you'd run." But Kate says, "Oh, I lied about that just so he'd stop beating you." Um, what are we thinking? Is she telling the truth here? Did she lie about it at first, or did she act? Does she actually love him?
1: I think Kate doesn't know anything about her emotions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's know. a great point. I don't know what yeah. she believes. I think she, like her ego, d- d- doesn't want Sawyer to have one up on her
0: even if she does have feelings for him yeah yeah and importantly i think that she was probably lying at first and also lying now Mm -hmm. Uh, she's just lying about how she feels at any given moment Mm -hmm. um kate gets back in her cage instead and sawyer says come on it's every man for himself but kate replies with live together die alone which is uh jack's catchphrase and she's lucky that uh he didn't catch her saying it um Oh, he would have uh, felt so mad. Yeah, he would have been looking for that, that uh, copyright dough. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, ben and Tom are watching all of this over the cameras because, of course, they're still having to shout this conversation at each other. Uh, I also like... Is this the first time we've seen Ben's glasses? I He's got, know. like, Harry Potter glasses. He's got, like, yeah. the completely circular ones. Uh, it, it looks good for him. It, it fits perfectly with how you think of him. Mm hmm. Um Uh Juliet uh tells Jack that she's a fertility doctor. Jack is like handcuffed to the, the operating room still. Uh and uh she says that, Oh, I should have come to get you sooner, but Jack Jack tells her, Well, no, Colleen was dead before you even brought her to the table. It's not on you. And Juliet says, Are you just saying that to make me feel better? And Jack says, No, I don't I don't care how you feel. Um but it does seem like he cares how she feels because he did say that in the first place. Right. Um, yeah. I think that the Juliet and Jack relationship is pretty fun. Yeah, I like uh, it. I, I like watching them on screen together. I think they have... Uh, I don't know about chemistry, but they at least it's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. I guess it's chemistry. It's just not necessarily like the romantic chemistry type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it's interesting Jack... to
1: like learn... Oh my god, excuse me. It's interesting okay. now to learn that she also comes from a medical background. Yes. And, um, yeah, I think that just, like, really amps up their relationship and dynamic together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, Jack asks whose x-rays are hanging up that he saw, saying that there's a, a huge tumor on one of the vertebrae. Um, it's their... Clearly for a 40-year-old man. And he says, well, uh, wouldn't you know it, I'm a spinal doctor, so what exactly am I doing here?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that Desmond, was a juicy reveal. I love that, too. Yeah, that too. was. Yeah, That
0: was good, yeah. I like that, that they, their plans got moved up. Although they're already going so glacially slow with revealing things on this side of the island, you would, uh, it's hard to believe that there an even further out timetable, mm-hmm. but, um, anyways, Desmond has built a lightning rod, uh, using the golf club, um, he, uh, it's really well made, looks fantastic, uh, Saeed couldn't have done better, I think, mm-hmm. um, Hurley asks what it is, Desmond says it's an experiment, it all of a sudden just starts to rain. Desmond is kind of doing the John Locke thing now, being like, it's about to rain. Um, and uh, the rod is struck by lightning. And uh, Charlie locks eyes with Desmond, kind of like realizing, oh, uh, it seems like Desmond knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I will say the lightning strike is um, pretty underwhelming. You just kind of hear like a shh, and then, yeah. uh, then the thing's on fire. Uh, have you ever been close to a lightning strike? No. Hmm. We had like a year ago. A uh, like probably twenty feet from my room. A a tree was struck by lightning, and let me tell you, you can hear that. I <laughs> when bet. But it's, right, it's right next to you. It was terrifying. Did it just like
1: crack uh, in half or what? Happened no, to it? but
0: it. it you i went out the next day and it was dead it was like just completely wow uh like gray every single leaf on it it didn't i it might have still been on fire too i know that that's a thing that can happen where like Mm -hmm. it burns on the inside but i didn't i didn't really go over to check scary Uh, but yeah pretty pretty underwhelming but yeah i mean this is it's kind of just furthering what we had last week right with the like Desmond is maybe receiving visions of some kind or can see the future in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, or something. who knows? Uh, we get a short scene of Ben waking Sawyer up real early to is saying, "Hey, let's go for a walk."
1: Then we get our last flashback, and mm-hmm. Sawyer is walking back into the prison with four armed guards surrounding him. And he's meeting with the warden right in front of the boxing ring. Very subtle imagery here. (laughs) Um, The warden tells him that, you know, when you first arrived to jail, I didn't think you were anything more than a dumb hick. But now I know that you're a dumb hick who knows how to steal. And wouldn't you know it? Sawyer is a narc. He Mm -hmm. is talking with an agent from the Treasury Department. Um, and narking on George Costanza. And he tells (laughs) everyone where the money is, and it turns out to be in a red bronco off of a highway, and in exchange for sharing the information with them, the last six years of his sentence have been taken off. Um,
0: I gotta say, six years for 10 mil, it seems like a pretty good deal for Sawyer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um... He also gets a commission. I'd be really curious to know what, what that was too, but he gets a commission yeah, on top of it.
0: He did a great job making this deal for himself. I don't know yeah. who Sawyer's lawyer is, but maybe we need maybe that guy needs to crash on the <laughs> yeah,
1: Let's get that character on the show.
0: <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, so he also gets a commission from it and he asked that they set up set it up in a bank in Albuquerque under the name of Clementine Phillips um but he wants it set up so there's no way that she can figure out who it came from um
0: yeah well this is another one that i think it's like one of those things where it's like well i mean they probably need more than just a first and a last name when you're making like there has to be like some sort of id you can't be like just put it in a bank in this town Mm -hmm. um but obviously you see what they're going for
1: yeah um, and then we get a remark from the warden, which I thought was pretty good, that he lied and cheated his way through prison. So, yeah, that storyline gets wrapped up. But, um, yeah, some holes, but it was still fun. Like, I still had fun watching the flashbacks. It wasn't anything terrible yeah. or anything like that. Just some things that I wish that they would have tied up a little bit better.
0: Yes, and, you know, yeah, that's the thing. Sawyer in prison feels like there's a lot more fun stuff you could do there. Maybe not even, like, about the warden. Just about him, like, surviving in the day-to-day. Like, like conning other
1: people for, like, cigarettes or, like... Yes, exactly. You know, something like that for, I think would be fun. him
0: trying to stay, you know, with, stay protected or whatever. In mm-hmm. um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think overall I kind of agree with you. I think the flashbacks are... They're not bad, it's just they needed a little something. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer and Ben and two random people who don't need to be there for any reason also, and they kind of just disappear halfway through the scene, uh, are hiking. Um, uh, Sawyer's watch starts beeping, but Ben says, oh, it's just over the next hill. And so Sawyer quotes uh, of Mice and Men. and says, what is that, uh, that little place you always wanted, George? Um... Ben goes like, what? And Sawyer's like, what? Don't you read? That's of mice and men. And um, uh, he's clearly worried about his watch, but Ben says, we didn't put a pacemaker in you. He shows uh, Sawyer the rabbit, which has been in his bag this That's whole time. He just, it's going to die now. A yeah, like... yeah, exactly. It's dying of, uh, uh, of like Our heat baby. exhaustion stuck yeah. in your canvas bag all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh he sawyer says well how do i know you didn't just paint an eight on a different rabbit and ben says oh you didn't and then sawyer punches him which is satisfying calls him a son of a bitch uh but ben has them keep walking and uh show, takes him to a cliff and shows him that uh the island as in they are on a separate smaller island Uh, he says, Ben says that they're on an island that's about twice the size of Alcatraz, and it's off the coast of the big one. Uh, and he's showing Sawyer this so that Sawyer knows that there's nowhere to run. Um, he also remarks on how, you know, nothing we did worked on you until we mentioned that we were going to put a pacemaker in Kate, too. Uh, I guess still trying to, like, push the knife in deeper, (laughs) because I'm sure he heard, uh, Kate saying that. Uh, she didn't love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he quotes uh, Of Mice and Men himself, saying, Guy goes nuts if he ain't got nobody. It don't make no difference who the guy is as long as he's with you. Tell you, a guy gets lone gets too lonely and he gets sick. Uh, Michael Emerson uh, does a fantastic job uh, doing that line. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, the Of Mice and Men stuff, there's not really any... Um, it's all like imagery right like it's all like there's rabbits in this episode i guess but there's not really any um like plot significance or like parallels to the stories or anything like that it's just kind of like a fun set dressing that they put on this episode but i do like that book so i did enjoy it Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) and then uh sawyer says what are you talking about Uh, because he doesn't recognize that quote, of course, and Ben uh, gets to be condescending back, saying, what, it's, uh, don't you read? It's of mice and men. And uh, then we get a shot of Sawyer alone on the cliff, staring out over the island, and then uh, episode ends.
1: You know what I I was was hoping the reveal was going to be? Hmm. The sub.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's, like, glossed over. I know. Do they have a submarine is it or frankly it was that completely unrelated yeah did ben order a party sub that arrived at the exact moment that colleen's body also did
1: is there a jersey mike on the (laughs) island
0: and did ben get it mike's way and these are things that uh hopefully we will get answered if we if next episode starts with previously on lost and then it's ben saying the sub is here and that's it (laughs) We know. We're going to get some answers, finally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I do think that the reveal element of it is funny, because it is a reveal, but then, like, they have the little Of Mice and Men exchange, and so, realistically, the it should have ended with, like, the big reveal that, like, Sawyer's on a separate island. Mm-hmm. Um. But they wanted to put that stuff in there, so it kind of loses the punch of it, I think, a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, this episode was pretty good. It came in at number 79 on IMDb, which seems low to me.
1: I gonna put it like um, a little bit higher. Not much yeah, higher, but a little bit higher.
0: I would put it in 60s-ish mm-hmm. would be my, my guess. I would say right square in the middle is about perfect. Mm-hmm. It was good. In terms of Sawyer episodes, it's the worst one we've got. But Sawyer episodes, in my opinion, have always been a little bit of a higher quality, so... Um, yeah, and then next week we have The Cost of Living, which is a Mr. Echo episode, someone who did not appear in this episode whatsoever. Um, uh, and yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, if, uh, uh, you can email us, allthebestpodcasts at gmail.com, you can tweet at us, at allthebestpods on Twitter, um uh emma uh they can go to spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever they're listening and give us a review how many stars do you think that they should give us
1: i would personally like to see five stars
0: five stars okay one star for each time sawyer gets the shit beaten out of him in this episode yes yep um yeah all right well uh until next week then get lost get lost